Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, it's Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. You're listening to Marriage Therapy Radio, which we are hosting for your edification and enjoyment. So I hope it's edifying and enjoyable to you. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to some clients about this idea that it takes a village uh, specifically to raise a child, but I wondered if it also takes a village to raise a marriage. So Laura and I are going to talk about that today. We're talking about the power and maybe even some of the problems that go with having a social sort of community, social network in your relationship. So stick around. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. Well, you know what? I hate it when people say I'm good and they're not really good. Like, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of in a funk, a little bit of okay. a funk. Thanks. Thanks for being honest with me. Yeah. Just you and our 50 billion listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's really fun. I, I listen to our podcast. I don't. Do you ever go back and listen to our episodes like while you're driving? I do. I listen to them with Rebecca. You do, and you get her commentary yeah. on it. I just watch her face to see if she thinks they're funny. Oh my gosh! Or, and sometimes she rolls her eyes at me because stuff that we say on the podcast, she's like, "You don't do that in real life." <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was when I was I put it on. I just started listening to it because it came out. Uh, so today's Tuesday. We're recording for you know next week, and um, and I put it on to listen to this today's episode that we recorded a couple weeks ago. And Holden goes, "Mommy, is that you?" And I was like, "That's right, mommy. <laughs> That's right, Holden. Mommy's famous." Mommy's on yeah. the radio. <laughs> well, you're not famous yet, but you're about to be famous, I understand. Is that right? Um, I'm sure. Fingers crossed. I'm sure hoping for it. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to be famous, but now I'm pretty committed to it. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to tell us about that? Um, so so <laughs> you know this, but our listeners don't know this. I, I, was, um, I was contacted by a development company out of LA, and they basically wanted to make a reality show where a therapist was kind of almost like predicting the outcome of a couple's relationship just based on Okay, okay, but hold on. What they wanted was a couple of therapists. <laughs> and they 
They started with you and you said, you should talk to my buddy, Zach. And then what happened? He's great. And then they interviewed you and they loved you. That is is not what happened. But then they said he just isn't blonde enough or petite enough or have big enough boobs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. He said, okay. "Boy, they ha- he has a face for radio, <laughs> <laughs> for podcasting." Thank yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, but no, they. All right. They, so you so the, so they fell in love with you, and then what happened? And then they they flew me out. Here's the crazy part: they flew me out to film, um, basically what's called a sizzle reel. So it's kind of like a pilot where they will shop it around to different ne- different networks and say, "Do you like this show? Do you want to buy it?" And then we go into series. And they flew me to Venice Beach, and I stayed in Lindsay Lohan's old house. Did I tell you that part? You did not. It's pretty, That's pretty funny. It was pretty fun because it was when she was coming out of rehab, and I was staying in the house, and I was pretending to be like really crazy and just uh, like all hopped up on drugs, and it was just a fun experience. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the whole thing was really interesting. Um, I will tell you that reality television is not reality. It may not be scripted, but it is for sure. Like if this ever goes to series who i am on television is by no means who i am behind closed doors with couples they kept telling j- they kept telling me i need you to be a little bit more like trump and i rolled my eyes so hard at that hey i this the, i don't tend to want to be political in like the podcast world but i did do something the other day that i thought was notable which was this guy in my practice was saying something like sort of obnoxious to his wife and i without thinking i said it sounds very presidential okay. and it was the first time i'd ever used that word as not a compliment uh-huh uh, yeah. we'll just leave it at that flat line there we go yeah 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 <laughs> okay very presidential hey so yeah. you have to tell me how's uh how's your training going cuz you had you said you're going to do a triathlon and my triathlon training, yeah, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm tearing it up. I'm in in the pool a whole bunch, and I finally got my bike out of uh, it's not quite storage, but I took it out and started riding it around just out of your man casually. cave, mm-hmm. uh-huh. out of the birdhouse, uh-huh. and um, feels good. I it's sort of weird. I I've read I've ridden a couple of um, super long like 200 mile rides a couple right. of years ago, and um, it's weird what your body doesn't remember about riding a bike. You know, it's simple as you're like, like you never forget how to ride a bike. Well, like, cut. well, no, it's more like what gear do I use and how do I do this? And am I okay mm. taking this turn? And how do I get my foot out of the clips here? So yes. I needed to take a lot of like passive, um, easy rides to kind of get ready for the longer ones. But you, the I'm only feeling, way, I'm fine. the only way I could complete a long ride was if I did a tour day brewery (laughs) there's a lot of breweries in seattle and i would just do a tour from one brewery to the next and then by the end of the day i had ridden like 60 miles and i felt fabulous about it yeah yeah yeah. one of the best rides out here in seattle is um from about my house to the red hook brewery which is a 20 mile ride yeah and then um you know in the middle you get lunch and a beer and then you come back and the the ride home is a lot more casual it's slow it's a slower ride yeah. <laughs> it well, might be a, a, little, a little weebly wobbly as well i don't know <laughs> um, so i was the one who wanted to talk about this today and yep. um i'm really interested i'm preparing a talk here in salt lake and the talk is really about wellness and well-being and resilience and me being a couples therapist how do how do I play into that? And um, so it's all about how your social network or your social system can 
either help or hinder your your well-being and your health. And I really wanted okay. to talk about that because we brought it up um, in a past episode talking about how the marriage, the relationship really shouldn't be an island. You really shouldn't rely on on your partner for all of your needs, whatever it might be, your emotional needs, your physical needs, your playful needs, your sure. um, spiritual needs, whatever it may be. And that importance of being able to have a social network where you can utilize those people in your life to be able to, I don't know, like spread the love a little bit, not uh, rely on your partner so much. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And I'm curious if you've seen this come in. Uh, and part of me is wondering if you evaluate, if you recognize or wonder or get curious with partners that come in to understand what their social network looks like. You know, I I don't spend a lot of time talking about that. In fact, I think it's an interesting topic. And you you know me, I tend to want to think about things in their converse. So for mm-hmm. for you to be talking about like what what is the value of having a social network, to me I kind of go, Oh yeah, because most of the couples I see, their friends don't have any idea that they're struggling. Mm. Um they might not even know that they're in therapy. I mean, they might know that things are not great, but there's this notion that maybe I'm the only one who doesn't have everything together. Mm-hmm. And um, and I do think that that can be really damaging. It's lonely and it's isolating. So I'm, I'm a big fan of social networks. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I was talking to a couple just a couple weeks ago and um, they had a big trip coming up uh, that they take every year <clears throat> with a group of friends. And I just said, hey man, like this can go down a few ways. You guys can go pretend that everything's fine or this might be a really powerful time for you to say, hey, we're suffering. Mm-hmm. and let your friends care for you. So I'm maybe you and I have different notion at the moment of what a social network is, but yeah. minimally you can't, I don't think you can carry the burden of being in a real live, uh, complicated, sometimes struggling relationship without mm-hmm. people around you to help. You know, it's a little bit touchy because as you're talking about that, I'm imagining it, it's really tough to be in a relationship and have it be struggling and, um, and know where the boundaries lie as far as talking to your friends or family members. I have had many a couple who have come in and they're struggling. Maybe they split up. Maybe they even separate. And what we tend to do is we seek out family members and then we tell them about what's going on in our lives. And unfortunately, usually it's a lot of shit talking at that point because you're really mm-hmm. struggling. And the hard part is that I've seen also that couples come back from being separated, they reunite and everything's great. And it's really hard for those family members to get back on board and become friends mm-hmm. of the relationship again. And so it's a little a little bit of a tough boundary as far as knowing how can I utilize my social network in order to support me when I'm struggling, but how do I also maintain a healthy boundary with my relationship? And that's where I see that being difficult. And um, with the scenario that you just played out, I don't know if I would air my dirty laundry or my laundry at all with a group of people, no matter how close they are. I might mm. I might talk to my partner. Kind of the rule of thumb that I talk with couples is talk to your partner and say, we need to have outlets. We need to have that social support. Who's, who's going to be your person? Who's going to be my person? And let's agree that we're not going to... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Just, you know, get on the Facebook and start throwing our partner under the bus and um, and telling everybody about what's going on in our relationship but have some sort of an agreement as to what's okay to talk about and who is it okay to talk about it with. Well, I think the phrase that you used a little bit earlier that's really essential is this idea of friends of the marriage. Right. You need people who are friends of the marriage um, in order to be able to support the primary goal of airing dirty laundry. I mean, the primary goal in my mind of that sort of environment I was describing isn't to just complain. It's to say, hey, help us. Put some support around us. Mm-hmm. Um and I think maybe you and I are thinking differently right now in the sense that I'm thinking about a couple having a social network versus a person having a social network as part mm-hmm. of a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both are important, but mm-hmm. I'm, I do think that they're, you know, if we are in agreement about friends of the marriage and can sort of seek that out for people, and that's what I think a therapist is, right? Um, sort of a, a friend of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not the, I mean, lately I feel like I'm having so many people kind of agreeing to terminate the relationship, but wanting to do it in a friendly regard filled way Uh on behalf of say maybe their kids or something. And I think you can still facilitate that if you're aware of ultimately your ultimate uh, goal. But okay, that's probably a little bit off the (laughs) rabbit trail though. What you're still saying (laughs) is that even though you are facilitating a couple breaking up, you're still friends of the marriage. You're friends of of supporting their relationship and their decision to end the relationship. Yeah. 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 Well, I am kind of talking about two things because I think that we need, yes, we need a support system as a couple, a coupleship that when things go awry or when we just simply need support, there's a lot of different ways that we receive support. And I've been doing a little bit of research on this. You have people that are there to advise you, that give you wisdom. You have people there that are there to give you actual fundamental support. So um, let's say you have a house fire and your kitchen burns down and now your house is essentially like a, a space to camp out while it's being there, people are going to give you some fundamental support and they might drop off food for you. They might bring some belongings for you. Um, They may offer to watch your kids, whatever it might be. Um, There's other support. There's obviously like emotional support that when you're struggling, you're there to receive support. There's people that are there to lift you up and encourage you and remind you of, you know, what you've got going for you, whatever it might be. But there's a lot of different ways that you can receive support. And I think that individually, each person needs to have a strong support system in order for that relationship to really be strong. Because if you don't have a support system that you can go to as as an individual, oftentimes you're going to place all of that on your partner. You're going to expect Mm -hmm. your partner to be that person for you. And I don't think that that's healthy for the relationship at all. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I think think that's another key... um key difference, right? Earlier in the podcast, you said you shouldn't rely on your partner. And, you know, I think it's okay to rely on your partner. That's a, and maybe you get lucky, but you shouldn't expect Mm. your partner to sort of meet. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you have an expectation that somehow they are to be everything I need, then that you're setting yourself and them up for failure. Um, I think the part where it gets really tricky is when I turn that attention or when I start to find that need outside the relationship with someone who's not a friend of the relationship. You know, right. um, exactly. And, and now I'm now I'm 
you know, hanging out with uh, the cool lady from work. Or now I'm talking to that guy who used to flirt with me in high school on, you know, I'm talking to him on Facebook or something. And yeah. all of a sudden we're, we're just not, um, we're not paying attention to the proper use, I guess, of, of, of leaning on a cultural uh, support system. Right. Yeah. So if you are going to have a support system, you want to make sure that it's uplifting. Um, that was something that I started thinking about this idea. So this whole common idea of you are the sum or you're the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. And I've been thinking okay. about that idea. So go with me on this. If I was okay. to make a list of five people that I am the average of, I'm spending the most amount of time. Are these people actually lifting me up and encouraging me and mm. making me a better person? Or are they bringing me down? And if they're bringing me down, I think it's time to purge. But another yeah. way to think about that is, are these five people also friends of the relationship? Like, are they supporting me yeah. as an individual? And are they supporting my marriage? Are they somebody yeah. that's encouraging to my relationship? I was thinking about this. I was, um, I've thought about a lot of like the different girls trips that I've gone on. So I don't right. know when the last time you went on like a a guy's trip or like all dudes or a bachelor it's party. Not, it's not really my thing, but yeah, go ahead. It's probably been about 40 years since you've been on a bachelor party, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, when but, was I was married 19 years ago? Yes. Or yeah. 21 years ago, probably about uh -huh. 20 years since I've been a bachelor. Party. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking about um, the different, the variety of individuals that show up to these sort of bachelor bachelorette parties. Of course, I'm coming back from Vegas. So you can imagine sort of my experience um, and how we support one another as uh, people who are married and how we may also encourage bad behavior. Um, and it's just, it's interesting as you start to think about how these people are influencing you. And if you are the average of these individuals, are they bringing you up? Or are you bringing, are they bringing you down? Or are they friends of the marriage? Or are they not friends of the marriage? And is it time to purge? And is it time to um, seek out new friendships, new supports for your relationship and for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. No, These it's are a all good things question. that rattle around in my head, you know, while I'm driving and carpooling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know the answer. You know, I think there's a, I think it's a really intriguing, I, 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 the, the answer is an answer to a question I haven't exposed. So I have this question in my brain. I was like, I don't know the answer to this question. I haven't told you what it is. But what do you do? Like, what is the role of the therapist in helping construct these systems or help encouraging these systems? You know, like, I, and then now I'm like, I don't really know the answer. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's hardly appropriate to say, why don't you go out and get some friends or right. some better friends? <laughs> you know, but there yeah. is some, maybe some um, permission granting to, to evaluate your, your social environment and see if it is um, serving the relationship and serving the person that you wish to be and be becoming. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Permission granting and, and something that I've thought about too, and we've talked a little bit about this, um, maybe we haven't, is the idea that I've kind of been playing with this idea of my own relationship that every week we should have an opportunity where we're able to be by ourselves. So let's just say on like a Sunday morning, my husband says, peace out. I'm going to go golfing. I'm going to do nine holes and I'll be back in two hours. And I'm like, that's great. Go do that for yourself. But I also think that he needs an opportunity to say, okay, now it's a Tuesday evening and I'm going to go grab dinner with a couple of my colleagues. And that's his opportunity for socializing outside of the relationship. Okay. 
And then I also think that we need as a as a relationship an opportunity to say, we're leaving you at home, son, with a babysitter and mom and dad are going to go and have a date night. And I think that those three things need to be in balance. The alone time, the time with friends, nurturing those outside relationship relationships, and then nurturing your own relationship and having that be in balance. And so I've been playing with that idea and really trying to support his his need for friendship and my need for friendship and and those support networks and really nurturing that time. Hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you guys have any sort of an agreement either either explicit or um you know, No, just- I think it's just understood it's just understood. I mean, I think we have um Rebecca's going out tonight with a girlfriend and just kind of told me this afternoon right. and I'm like, "Great. Cool. See you later." Yeah. You know, I mean, you got 20 something years in one Tuesday night doesn't doesn't rattle the whole cage. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe that's because some of these like appropriate systems are built in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you said something interesting about rattling the cage because I will tell you, I, I spent probably the first 10 years of my relationship with my husband um, guilt tripping him anytime he wanted to spend some time either alone. It's a, it's uh, a good strategy. It was, it was good. It, it it wasn't super effective because he still left. And then I just was left with my own guilt. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's taken some time. And, and I guess I wanted to say that because if you are somebody that's sitting and listening to this podcast and you're saying, I don't like the idea of my partner taking away from our together time to be with other people, to nurture relationships with other people or to nurture their own self-care time alone, you're not alone. I really struggled with that. My time is valuable with my husband, but at the same time, I do think it's needed, necessary. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh. I don't disagree. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> has been brought to you by Laura's idea and Zach's agreement. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so we had a um, we had a lady who wanted to maybe advertise with us, and then we told her we only had like uh, you know twenty listeners or something, and forty thousand to us again, twenty thousand, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still uh, we're still hoping that one day we will bring the podcast to you sponsored by someone, um, but it's not going to be right now. Yeah, it's not going to be this lady with the tea that makes you poop. <laughs> the detox tea. Yeah. I was uh, excited about it though. I was ready. I don't drink tea, but I would have I would have done it for her. Yeah. Well, you know what? I will send you my favorite detox tea and no, you thanks. will love it. Nope, you're good? No, it's okay. I'm all right. Okay, good. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go swimming tonight. Good. While my wife is on a happy hour date and I will, uh, I'll catch up with you next week. Okay. Sounds good. I'm right. going to I'm going to see clients tonight, so enjoy your swim. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio and my ramblings because I'm quite passionate about having a strong social network. It has been one of those things that has gotten me through rough times. It's been one of those things that has pushed me to become a better person. And just when I feel like I have enough friends, I open my heart and I make some new friends and I'm always happy about it. Um, So if you're somebody who's listening and you feel like maybe your relationship is an island or maybe you do need a support network that is going to lift you up as an individual, something that you can do is just find a common interest, something that you're interested in. Maybe it might be hiking or it might be singing karaoke and dive bars and go to meetup.com and check out all of the different groups in your area. You are guaranteed to find something that you resonates for you um, and uh, find a way to make some new friends. 
So as always, thank you so much for your time and your energy, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.